Hello, and welcome to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. One of the things I talked about in the What to Do in 2022 episode, episode number 89, was you do you. Bringing yourself to all the touch points of your business and really making things your own. I gave you permission to let go and do things your own way. What better place to start bringing you than your content? Today, we're talking with content creation specialist, Jen Liddy. Jen left her teaching career to avoid a life doomed by grading crappy ninth grade essays. In 2013, she made a terrifying leap into entrepreneurship and learned everything the hard way. Now, as a content creation specialist, she helps people create realistic, sustainable systems to get their content out there so they know exactly what to say, how to say it in a way personalized to their voice. Yes! You do you, right? So get out of the content marketing hell by learning strategies that easify, simplify, and actually make content fun. And as one of her clients said, Jen takes the ugh out of content creation. Settle in for a lively episode with the witty and systematized Jen Liddy. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Long Game Podcast. I am so excited to have Jen Liddy from the Content Creator Studio with us here today. We are continuing our discussions on content. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to your audience. All right, we're just going to dive right in. You know, we know that we need to create content for our business. I know we talk about it a lot here, but you know, people, they don't know what to say. They can't get it out of their head. It's overwhelming. Like, let's just talk about like, I'm a, I believe in content marketing. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one way. And I think a very important way to get your message out. Yeah. Well, I, I find that with content marketing, there's two camps of people. There are the people who have all the ideas and they are paralyzed because it's like a cascading waterfall of ideas, constantly <laughs> barraging them, hitting them. Ah, And so what happens to those people is they're like, there's too much to say. I can't possibly fit it all in. Or what they do is they finally get it up to like put some content out there and they make this incredibly long post or long email or long blog and people can't consume it. They get no ROI on it no engagement. And they're just like, screw this. I'm not, I'm not going to do this again. Plus it took them forever to pull the ideas together, right? Yes, 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 yes. So that's, that's that camp of people. The other camp of people are those who are brilliant. They're amazing practitioners. They're highly trained. They tell, they have an old story that like, I don't, I just don't have anything to say. I just, I don't, I don't have anything to say, which is a huge lie because content is 
all around us all the time. So once you learn to harness everything that happens as content, like it suddenly becomes easier for those people. So they don't see themselves, they're not the idea machines, but both camps of people, whether they're the waterfall people or like the dry pool of people, they both struggle to do it consistently. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Total with consistency. And it's interesting because I always tell my clients, because they'll say, oh, you got my voice so well. I'm like, I just listened to you. I just, you said it. I just listened to you and like turned it back around. So like, I always tell people like, listen to yourself, you know, record something, have a conversation with a friend and put Zoom on Zoom and record it. There's your whole thing. You said it perfectly. Yes. So today we'll talk about how to come up with ideas, but I don't think that's the once people start to figure that out, that's way easier. This, the yeah. next thing is like, how the hell am I putting it out there on the regular mm-hmm. so that it doesn't deplete me? Because I'm always all about like, it has to be easy for you and consumable for your audience. That's the number one thing. Totally. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things I hear is, you know, this is so hard. So like, I love that your mantra is really like, easify, simplify, <laughs> make it fun because People want to do it if it's that way, right? You want to do it as a business owner if that's the approach. Yeah, because as a business owner, you have brilliance. You have things you want to say. Like you want to teach people stuff, but you don't want it to eat up two days out of your week every week. That's not reasonable. And I think also the whole concept of like, it's about bringing you, you know, you forward where it's not bullshit stuff and like, oh, I have to, you know, I think you know, even in your format, right? It might be a video versus writing because a blog post, you are not a grammar expert, like, but people put this pressure on themselves with it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that in this, in the, in the five things that I'm going to teach you, like how to choose the right things for yourself, because that once you do that, that's key. But I want to start off by saying we have this bullshit belief that we're supposed to sound like everybody else. And I actually had this picture come to my brain. We go visit Charlotte a couple times a year. That's where my family lives. And my my son said, it's just so boring here. Like everything looks the same. And it's true. If you look at every like uh, storefront, it's beige stucco with a target. And so I'm like, I think that that's what people feel like they're supposed to be in their content creation. Like we're supposed to fit some formula or some voice where we just feel like beige stucco storefronts And we're not like we really can come at this being who we are without having to bleed all over the internet. Like you don't have to like give your audience everything from you, but you do get to show up how you want to show up with the words that sound like you and in the venues and platforms that feel best to you. And and when that happens, it's like you're putting on a custom made suit and it's really much more fun to do content that way. Totally. It feels good and it flows better. I mean, that's what I'm always talking about. Get into a flow, right? Like then you're also bringing your energy to it as well. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's jump in love with you. That's because people will fall in love with you when you show up like yourself. Totally. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about your, you know, the ideas of batch and repurpose, you know, your content planning. All right. So take us through the five steps. Yeah, it's it's five steps and I, I call it the batch and repurpose content planning system. So what I wanted to say upfront is you have people on your podcast, in your podcast audience who are super rebel, creative, maverick people who are like, oh no, I am not planning. 
And I just want to <laughs> tell you that I created the system literally for those creative mavericks who don't ever see themselves as planners, but once they get a system that works for them, it feels so much better. So think of this as a totally tweakable, 100% customizable system that works for you. Totally. And to that point, you cannot scale your business without systems. You can't. Like That's the block you have to get over. For every part, you need a system. And that's why I love that you're bringing this because it's really going to help people get over the hurdle and build a system. Yes. Okay. So the very first step is one that most people ignore. And what are you doing next month in your business that you want your content to actually do for you? So if you're a person who next month you are really going to be promoting a program, then you should be seeding, all of that month should be seeding that program that you're going to sell. But maybe you're not at that place. Maybe you're just in the place where like, I'm getting started. I don't have a big enough audience to sell to. So really what your purpose in your content should be is developing engagement with your audience, like showing up and letting them know who you are and how you help. And so the very first step is to reverse engineer, what is this content going to do for you? It can be as complicated as selling something or as simple as I need to show up and start to grow my audience. So that's it. That's the first place we start. And, you know, when you approach something with a strategy in mind, (laughs) right, like it's useful rather than just willy nillying, right, right. It's all over swinging our arms arms like big trees in the wind right now. Right. (laughs) Seriously, but it's true. What people do with their content is they're like, shit, I woke up today. I don't have a plan. Let me, I'm supposed to get on Instagram. Let me post something. And it's not cohesive or coherent. Your aud- it's like you're throwing spaghetti at your audience and they're supposed to follow along, but they're overwhelmed. They can't follow along. So that's right. the very first thing. What, what do you want your content to do for you? Awesome. The second thing is to really check in with yourself and take a deep breath and think about all the places that your content currently is being disseminated. So if you're a person and you don't have a team and you have LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, and also you're doing Instagram stories and maybe you're going to get on TikTok, you have a podcast, you're going to send an email out. Oh, and you've got to write a blog too. Like, oh my God, no wonder you're so freaking exhausted by this, right? Totally. So everybody I talk to about their content, I always say, what are the, first of all, how many team members do you have? And if they don't have anybody on their team, then what we can expect from ourselves realistically is to be on two, maybe three platforms. So I'm going to talk about how to repurpose later, but okay, perfect. where do you want to be? What mm-hmm. feels good for you? So when I what say- What feels good? Feels you don't good? hate it. Yeah. So I have people who say to me like, oh, I have a blog, but I hate writing. I'm like, then why the hell do you have a blog? <laughs> You're rid of that. I know. I have to say like, The experience of your business is a huge part of why we're in it. Don't undervalue your own experience. So true. Yeah. So this step, step two is all about like taking a deep breath, really listing out where you're putting all your stuff and what would it feel expansive to get rid of? Stop worrying that like, oh, everybody's talking about reels. Everybody's talking about TikTok because I promise you, if you're saying I should, I should, I should, but you don't. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing at that point. So do you love talking? Is a podcast a better option for you than writing a blog or showing up on video 
Or like there's people out there who love doing those dances and pointing and doing the short form video and they thrive on that and they don't want to write. So this, this step is just all about sitting, breathing, and realistically saying, where can I be that feels good to me, but is also where my audience is. You really want like that nexus of that, that crossroads. And this goes back to what you said in the very beginning about consistency. Like you've got to be able to be consistent with it. So you've got to enjoy it. You've got to know a little bit about it or be willing to learn about it. So, I mean, hashtag some people, their minds are just blown, right? Like, I don't want to get into that. All right, choose something else. Choose Choose Facebook. (laughs) You know, I had a client just yesterday, we were talking, she's got a local business and she said, I know I should be on Instagram. And I said, Cindy, when you're on Instagram, Instagram is kind of four platforms in one. You've got the scroll, you've got the stories, you've got IGTV, which they're phasing out, and now you've got reels. And so you have to learn four things. And I could just see her seizing up. And I said, what if you just let go of the idea that you had to be on Instagram and you go all in on your personal Facebook page? And she just, yeah. like, it's like she just lifted off the ground. She just felt you, like permission granted. I was to say, you just gave her permission to let go of something. Right. So that step two is a big, giving yourself permission to be in the places that work for you because that's how you're going to show up consistently. Awesome. So step three is where the good stuff really happens. And this takes a little bit more time. And so step three is like, now you already know why you're doing your content. You know where you're doing your content. Now it's time to think like, what am I going to say in my content? And my approach to this, I'm going to, I'm going to call, I call it the umbrella. There's a theme that you're going to talk about for the month. And Mm -hmm. under that theme, it could be anything depending on your particular audience, the the, the work that you do, the needs that they have. Honestly, it could be anything. It could be boundaries. It could be mistakes. It could be, you know, um, how to scale. It could be, you know, how to podcast, whatever the hell it is that you do, that you have a lot to say about it. So choose one little piece. And then from that one little piece, that's what you're going to talk about all month. And you're going to break it up into four subtopics. So if I were going to talk about calls to action, for example, say that was Uh my monthly topic, I'm going to talk about calls to action all month. It's something my audience needs to know. It's something I'm well-versed on and I can break it up into four little topics. So like my first week, I might talk about what the hell is a call to action and why do you need one, right? So good. Week two could be myths about calls to action. I could talk all about how they don't have to be pushy or salesy, right? Week three, I could talk about a success story with a client who started using calls to action and how it affected her business. And week four could be like, here are three tools of my favorite calls to action. Yep. Examples, right? So good. Yes. I want you to do this. (laughs) It's really easy. <laughs> Could you do that series? No. Yes, right. Everybody's <laughs> wants Everybody it. wants to hear the call to action <laughs> month. <laughs> so the questions that I'll get about using this umbrella model are, won't my audience get bored? And I'm going to say 100% no. You will get bored with your own content before your audience will. Mm-hmm. Because we have to remember, first of all, on social media content, only 1% of our audience is seeing anything that we put out. Two, on your email list, think about how many emails you open. You know, how many emails do you read all the way through? Like we're looking for nuggets. We're looking for yeah. the, the, the little takeaway. People are not being thorough. 
And you are so immersed in your content, but people are just like, you know, they're just kind of uh, hovering around it. So the third thing is people need about like 37 points of contact before they actually absorb the information. I know it used to be seven and it now it's 30. Seven. It's 37 now. now. Right. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's so true because even though in your breakdown, you're saying different pieces of information, it's just about the same topic. Yeah. But then you could go and repeat that same month eight months from now. You know, you can even repeat that yeah. same month to cut down on your workload because. Every, only 1% hears it like your stat is. It's so. so true. And we think as content creators, but I've already said that. But I've, I've done that. It once. Like, no, no, no. I just want to interject as well. We are going to have a link in the show notes to Jen's customized content planner, which is a downloadable PDF that literally maps out this example and this system that she just explained to you. So if you want to map out a month of content. And in there, um, there's also an example that she does on one of the pages from one of her clients. And that really makes the system like for me when I see a written example of like how to fill this out. So, you know, people go and get that, that, that link it's uh, jenlinney.com slash planner. And that is going to be in the show notes for you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Good. So this step, step three, it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. But once once people start using it, they're like, how did I never think of this before? And it's the, 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 <laughs> this is especially helpful for those people who are the waterfall idea people mm-hmm. because they would write all that shit in one blog or one post or one podcast, right? Right. And when you break it down, think about how you can think of, there's so many different things you can actually say about, you can think of three things for each of those topics. So they do actually stand on their own. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about myths in content writing. That could be my uh, content for a month. I, I mean, there's so much to say. And I really want for those people who are the empty pool people who are like, I really never have anything to say. I want you to think about the frequently asked questions that your clients ask over and over. Or when you go into a session with your clients, like the the stories or the the nonsense that goes on in their head or the garbage thoughts that they have, that's all content, all of it. Everything is content and content is everything. I always say that to people. I agree. And it's it's the questions that people ask in your Facebook group. It's yeah. what you see. You know, I, I mean, I just had that with someone who I was doing a call with and I was like, that is a piece that I need to do something on like right there, you know, and, and it even at different stages, right? Like we all think, oh, that happens when you're at this. No, it also happens when you're at this stage. Like it's, you know, so there's the, right. that continuity of being able to use those ideas at different points. Yes. So this umbrella makes it easy to create consistent content on the platforms you already chose to be on that make you feel good. And it's really helpful if what you chose under your umbrella actually relates back to step one, which is why you're creating content (laughs) in the first place. What you're selling, right? Let's go back to what step one is. What are you selling next month? What's upcoming, right? So the next step after that, the planning really feels good for people. And they're like, I can't believe I have four weeks of content outlined. Step four, I will tell you, no bullshit, is the hardest step of all because this is where you actually have to sit down and put into your calendar how much time you're going to sit down to write the content. So Ah. this 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 is is like time blocking? Yeah, this is where you schedule. Like, okay, I don't have to think any more about what I'm going to say or where I'm going to put it. Like, I know all of the things. Now 
it's that accountability piece. And if you're mm-hmm. a person who does better, like co-working with somebody, then get on a call and silently co-work with somebody. And this is my crappy, I hate doing this, uh, writing out my blog time, right? But at least I'm doing it with somebody else and being held accountable. So you know yourself best. If you need accountability, you do it with somebody, but get it on your calendar. And about this step four, which is the calendaring scheduling piece, you know, we kind of cheat on ourselves all the time as entrepreneurs. We'll always find something else to do. To me, it's like cleaning out the litter box. Like I will do anything in the world except clean out the litter box, right? So if you're cheating on yourself and not actually doing this, this, and you know, this is where you fall down. This is going to be the hardest place for you. I know I'm big on um, wanting to write out a podcast episode and I'll be sitting at the computer and then I I pick up my phone and I look on Facebook on my yes. phone. We you know what I'm like? And I'll even say to myself, why are you doing this? You know, you know, yes. and then I'll put it yeah. down and then I'll be like, let me type some thoughts. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll check Instagram then. Right, right. You know, like it's like, yeah, constantly entertaining yourself. <laughs> yes, well, I was totally. talking just this morning to uh, a copywriter. Literally, she writes copy for a living. <laughs> and I said, oh, it must be so amazing. Like you just get to sit and write all day. She's like, yeah, once the four hours of putting it off are done, then I sit down and 10 minutes into it, I'm like, why didn't I do this four hours ago? Oh my gosh. And you're up against a deadline. Yes. You know, the whole uh, works yes. that way for sure. Totally. But about the one thing I want to say about the scheduling is, you know, how much time do you really need? Are you being a perfectionist? Like, do you really need, I mean, unless you're writing a very specific type of blog or a very specific type of article or podcast or whatever, like, do you really need to do hours of research? Does it need to be perfect? Because, and can it be shorter? I am constantly saying, say less so you can be more consistent. Say less, say less, say less. And ironically, I just said that four times. Yeah, but that's awesome. You're, You're driving it home. You're driving it home. But it's so true because that's the part that holds us back. I need another page. No, you don't. Yeah. No, this post is great. That's another post. Think about how grateful you are when you get a short email or we get a short text message, right? Like think about how, how much energy that saves you. And so like, you're really doing your audience a service when you say less and also you're 10xing your own content. You know, I was just talking with a client this week about captions and I was like, yeah, you know, you'll write that as a caption. And then, and she was like, okay, I've got this. I'm like, that's good. And she's like, well, I need to add more. And I'm like, no. And I said, I was telling her the story about how I was just the morning before the call scrolling through my feed. And, you know, I said, oh, this is an interesting, like two sentences. And I hit read more. And then it was one of those, like, here's the entire story. And I was like, sorry. I'm like, sorry. Like, I didn't even have the mental, like, if you could tell me your story where I could get a tear going down my cheek in like, you know, a minute I'm in for it, but I'm not reading a five minute caption on a, you know, and I was like, I said, I literally just X'd out of somebody because of that. I said, say what you have to say, put it there. And I go, it's a paragraph. Like it's good. Maybe a paragraph in a sentence. It's good. Well, I think that we have been conditioned to feel like our audience needs to learn so much. They really do. They, they're, 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 they're in their pain, they're in their struggle, or they want to have a certain experience. And we think it's our job to bring them all the way through. And that is not our job as content creators. We do not have to solve everybody's problem in every post that we have. Bring them along on a journey, let them fall in love with you, but stop thinking you have to solve all of their problems in your content. You don't. 
And I love that. And that's like another permission. You just gave us permission to not elongate, not write all of that. Yeah. And, you know, it really goes to, to, it's also the season of things in a certain way. And I don't mean fall, winter. I just mean like, you know, you have to see what, you know, the the temperature of the audience, right? And what's going on. And sometimes there's that like, you know, we just had Black Friday. Everybody is sick and tired. Like yes. they just make that stuff as short as possible. Yes, yes. Boom. I mean, you know, use it as an example. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> example. So then after you've given yourself permission to say less and you've carved it in and you've actually carved out time to create the thing you said you wanted to create, now we need to repurpose it. And this is vital. And this is, again, changing that mindset of, but I've said it once, but I wrote it in a blog. And if I take my blog and I pull out like the juiciest parts of my blog and I use those for socials, won't my people who read my blog be annoyed by seeing it on socials? No. You know what? And if people are, that's too bad. Like that's, 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 so that's okay if they're annoyed. Those are probably not your ideal people, but yeah. yeah, but they can just like, there's this thing you just scroll. It takes no energy at all. Right. And so when people think about repurposing or reusing, it does not mean I take my blog and I post it in its entirety on LinkedIn. It means I take out the juiciest parts that are really appropriate for that audience. And maybe I zhuzh it up, right? I, I distill it down. And then the other thing that happens sometimes is when you distill down like the best parts, sometimes there's a really great story in there that you want to expand on. So like, oh, I've, I've talked about this idea. And in the time that I talked about this idea to now, an example has happened. So let me blow that up into an example. And mm-hmm. the more that you can like tell stories and give examples and be really specific in your different content places, the more interesting it is for your audience. So the repurposing happens, again, if you have a team of people behind you and you can be on all of these platforms, that's fantastic. But if you're a solopreneur and you like done your main home base piece of content and then you're repurposing it in one or two other places, give yourself a pat on the back because most people are not even doing that much. Oh, completely. Yeah. You say something that I find so brilliant. Um, I read this one digging in a little bit um, into some of your work. And I never really hear people talk about it, myself included, when it comes to repurposing. You know, we are always scaling down. Like you said, take that blog post and make some uh, social posts from it. But you can also scale up. And I love that idea. Can you talk to us about that concept? Yeah, I mean... A lot of our stuff is short form, easily consumable stuff at this point, right? But when you're looking to, like, say you want to add in, say you want to make something beefier and make it, uh, add in some more keywords, right? Like you could, you could blow it up that way. The other thing that you could do is once you've written something, there's a lot of times when I've written something and I'm like, I have so much more to say about this. And I can add in, like I said, stories or examples And it could become its own series, really. Mm -hmm. And so that's a way to blow something up once you've like, because really the first time through when you're saying something, you might just be working it through, you know, your first time. And then you're like, this is good and juicy and people really respond to this. Well, just because you've said it once doesn't mean you can't say it again. And it can become, for example, if you wrote about something 
And then you met somebody who embodied that thing. Imagine turning that first piece into now we have an interview with that person, right? Mm -hmm. And it could even be an interview series with people who are experiencing this particular thing. So there's a way to like use your own stuff as you're like your own personal think tank and Mm -hmm. reading your content, like you're really working out ideas. And suddenly what I find when I create something, suddenly it's all around me in examples. And I want to share those examples. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the, and would it be okay for me to give you an illustration of this? Yeah, totally. Okay. So I, um, I was talking last week in my content about where to meet your audience. You don't want to always meet your audience in a convincing place. Like if your people are just, if you feel like you're constantly convincing your people, that's going to burn you out, right? So you want to meet them a little longer along their journey, like where they're problem aware, solution curious. And I I was like, oh, I have a client who is a professional organizer and interior designer. And I was like, imagine, I was just, I was literally driving one day. I'm like, Imagine if all of Carrie's content was always about like, you have to minimize, you have to get rid of your stuff, you have to declutter, you have to, you have to, you have, like that would burn her out. Yeah, and the audience out. Like, yes. And if she's only speaking to those, to people who she's trying to convince and every weekend, like they're going to Target and garage sales to buy more shit for their house. Like that's not her she shouldn't be spending her content there, her content capital there, right? Right. So you want to, um, I was like, she should really be talking to people who already embrace that lifestyle and understand why it's important and then helping those people in her content. So that's an example. Now, of course, since I had that idea, I like see it everywhere. I'm, you know, I have a relationship coach in my membership and I'm like, you know, you don't want to be talking to the women who are not even interested in a relationship, right? Like we want to meet them a few, they're, they're like ready for a relationship. And she was like, I never even thought of that, right? I don't want to be convincing people. So it's stuff like that. When you start to use yourself as your own think tank, you can blow stuff up and do, and you, again, you're like 10 Xing your content because you don't have to first, you don't have to share everything and you only want to share bite-sized nuggets. Totally. And you even, you know, mentioned something about like, seeing what people respond to, like, that's a good scale up, you know, notifier, you know, it's telling you like the the green light to take that quote with the caption that you wrote some great story to, and people really went into it. And you're like, okay, you've, you've kind of found something that's a buzz, right? And scale that up to a blog post or to, you know, like you said, find the interview of the person who can talk about that. So you can bring more of that idea to your audience. Yeah. And if like, for example, last week in my podcast, I talked specifically about this idea of not convincing your people. And now I've got like a million examples So in my plan, I was really going to talk about something else in my next podcast, but instead I want to give them all of these examples because it it like brings it more alive for people. And so your plan that you created in step three, if you add to it or change it, it's okay. Cause if it bleeds over into next month, that's great. Like now Now you're you're ahead, right? You're just that much more more ahead. So don't feel like um, you've promised your audience something like they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And, and I love that idea too, of a part two to that concept, like, because then you can even use that at a later date, promoting, you know, repurposing those two episodes together. And that's really rich content without 
one long, maybe each one is two 30 minute episodes versus one 60 minute episode kind of thing. Yeah. So I love making that richer and really driving that home. Yeah. And so those are the five steps. Really, it's very simple. It's customizable and it's, it's reusable. You can, you plug and play this. And when you're why changes when your step one changes, then, you know, everything else kind of goes along with it. And when you get a new team member, then maybe step two changes, like maybe you're in a couple of more platforms, but really it's very user-friendly. And I love that it's not overwhelming. You know, you and I have already had conversations where it's like six months of content, it's laid out, like people don't know what to do with like all those ideas, right? So this is doable because you're, you're doing week by week or a few weeks out versus months. And I still like the the long vision of having that out, especially for a membership. Um, That's something that when I work with people who have membership sites, I'm like, plan your six months of content. That doesn't mean every little detail, but at least know what you're talking about, what your themes are, because that puts you ahead, right? Like you can create a runway for yourself. And then at month four, be like, I've got to start working on the next. Because again, it goes back to experience. The more you're prepared and ahead. You don't hate your business. You don't hate what you've chosen. You don't hate what you're doing. You're not, you know, scrambling and under the gun, all of that. And it's about the experience you want to create for yourself. Yes. And so I really hope that people, like everything I said here is totally doable. If you download the planner, it's laid out for you with some examples. And also I go back into that repurposing a little bit more, but this, I promise you, even my most, I hate planning, I'm a rebel <laughs> maverick, creative, creative, spontaneous people, when they start using this, their life changes. Awesome. I also want to dig in a little bit to your membership. You have oh, yeah. a membership uh, for content creation called the Content Creator Studio. Um, so tell us a little bit about what goes on in there. Yeah. Well, what I find is, again, because people are so creative and they have an old story that like, I can't write, I can't create, I'm not good at this and I don't know what to say. The the whole membership is set up to support them through the month. So we're not only like create co-creating their content plan together and you know we have co-working time, but every single month they get a bite-sized, I call it like a bite-sized nugget. It's really like a workshop where I'm going to introduce some aspect of content creation. And then we're going to, I'm going to give you examples just like I did today. Cause I'm, I'm a high school teacher. Like that's what I did. I was a high school and college teacher. So I love teaching awesome. and I use a lot of examples and then we can apply it to your content, workshop it. So every week there's an opportunity. There's no reason everybody has to show up every single week, but honestly, if you show up once or twice a month, you're going to get so much good feedback and support in your content that you stop working in that isolated silo of like, am Mm -hmm. I doing this right? What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure my content out? I'm a smart person. I speak the language. Why can't I do this? Right, right, right. right. But there's all these little nuances of content. And so I honestly am reminding them, giving them feedback. Sometimes it's a warm hug. Sometimes it's a kick in the butt, but uh, we always get their content out into the world. And that's awesome because it's about having a fresh set of eyes sometimes too, to kind of say like, no, there's nothing wrong with this. You know, like just just put it out there or like, just put it out there, right? Get out of being perfect or all of those pieces. So yeah, that's a really amazing membership site concept because it's, 
so workable. Like, you know, what I love about membership sites is really, you know, it's a space for implementation and you are like making working time in there to really implement this problem and, uh, or implement the solution to this problem. And it's about consistency, right? So like people can pop in and be like, I'm at this point, I'm working on this type of thing. So, and I think that one of the things that being a high school teacher taught me is I'm really good at meeting people where they are and helping them get where they want to go. So it doesn't matter if you're just at the beginning of your business. Like I have people who are newbies to business, but I have people who've been in business a long time and their struggle is I should be doing this better. And they're like shooting all over themselves. And Mm -hmm. it just doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. We all have ways to learn, to make our content improved, including me, because right now I'm in a course with Sandra, actually, we're, we're learning about a short form video. And I'll tell you, it is very humbling to learn how to create content in a new way. So I really get it. But there's in this world that's ever changing, there's always something more to learn. So it's not your fault if content is the thing that is just really holding you back. And really, it's like everything, like, right? Technology keeps advancing. Like, up. Everything, it keeps going. And you're just applying like, content to that, you know, there was books and paper and writing, and now there's digital content. Like it's a whole nother, just keeps advancing. So you've got to keep moving along with it. Yes. In that piece. So, well, you guys can check out Jen and her content creator studio at jenliddy.com slash studio. Again, we will have links for all of this. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I am so excited that you came and talked today. And, um, you know, we're going to keep doing more content stuff. I mean, we're going to have to have you back another time and, you know, maybe in the new year and do a little boost for everybody as well. So um, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. My, my pleasure. And uh, guys, we're going to see you next week. Bye everybody. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.